Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing going through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the second chapter, though we haven't been there in the last several episodes because we're chasing a little sidebar here. We're at the point in the birth narrative where uh, Herod called for the death of all boys aged two years and under in Bethlehem in the vicinity and how there was a cry from Ramah and how that had been prophesied, and Matthew quotes a passage out of the Old Testament. Well, he quotes from Jeremiah 31. So we've been looking through Jeremiah 31. That passage occurs in verse 15. It's really a downer. I mean, it's a horrible thing that happened. But the entire passage is uh, actually uh, a passage that's very, very uplifting. Okay, very uplifting. Because the Lord is telling His people, you know, the day has come when I am going to turn your mourning and your sorrow into joy. And then he starts describing all this stuff that he's going to do for them. So we're right at the end of the chapter now. I'm going to back up to verse 31 and read these. Uh, I think we've covered these next six verses already. I just want to read them to where you can hear this phrase about the days are coming and in that day and what the Lord is going to do. And then we'll finish out the balance of the chapter. Verse 31, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Notice there, those days in that day. So the Lord declares this, and here's what he says. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. This is what he's saying to his people Israel. And people will often say, well, does that apply to us because we're under the new covenant? Oh, yeah, we are grafted in according to Romans, okay? And Jeremiah uh, speaks more about this in another part of his uh, writings here. But here he's speaking specifically to the nation of Israel. He's saying, here's what's going to happen to you. I'm going to put my law on your heart. I'm going to be your God and you will be my people. Verse 34 now, the Lord continues to speak. They will not teach again each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. So he tells them what he's going to do. He's going to forgive their iniquity, He's going to forgive their sin. There's a day yet to come. Uh, previously in this chapter, he talked about how he's going to restore their fortunes, how their children would be blessed with all this stuff. And remember, this is before the southern kingdom had actually been taken off into captivity. Now, verse 35, he starts showing, uh, giving pictures of how you can depend upon this word. Verse 35, thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day, and the fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. And here's what the Lord of hosts says, verse 36. If this fixed order 
departs from before me, declares the Lord, then the offspring of Israel also will cease from being a nation before me forever. Verse 37. Thus says the Lord, if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out, then I will also cast off all the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord. So what's he saying? He's saying, I am the one that made the heavens. I'm the one that made the foundations of the earth. If, if it comes to a point in time where the heavens can be measured and at the foundations of the earth are searched out, then I'll cast off the offspring of Israel. He's using some hyperbole here because he's saying the heavens can't be measured. No one can search out the foundations below of the earth. And you see that phrase several times in the scripture, how the earth is set upon foundations. And boy, that is interesting. I'm not going to get in that rabbit right now, okay? But I think it's significant for us to pay some attention to some things there. He said, if these things can be searched out, if the heavens can be measured, then uh, I will cast off my offspring. So what's he saying? Those are immeasurable. So he's saying, I will not cast off the offspring of Israel. I will not. Verse 38. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when the city will be rebuilt for the Lord from the tower of Hananel to the corner gate. And so, again, we see this phrase, days are coming. And he's talking now about the city and what's going to happen. And so in these last three verses, he gives detail that uh, honestly uh, probably means more to the ones that were receiving it originally than it does to us because we're just not that familiar with the structure of the city of Jerusalem in the Old Testament times, right? So he's saying, you know what? The city's going to be rebuilt. <laughs> it's going to be rebuilt from that Tower of Hananel down there. And that's mentioned several times in the Scripture. Uh, I, think, I think Zephaniah mentions it. Uh, no, Zechariah does. Nehemiah does. Then verse 39. The measuring line will go out farther straight ahead to the hill Garab. Then it will turn to Goab. And so he's telling them, the, the boundaries of the city of Jerusalem that will come. Now, these words are interesting because Gara means scabby. And we believe it's a hill, apparently, to the southwest of Jerusalem. Okay? And then Goath means bellowing, like a cow, bellowing. We don't know where that is. But he's given some defined things. Now, listen to this last verse, verse 40. And the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes and all the fields as far as the brook Kidron to the corner of the horse gate toward the east shall be holy to the Lord. It will not be plucked up or overthrown anymore forever. See, these are the type of things, folks, that gives us some real insights and, and some hints to some things if we just pay attention. All of a sudden, he's talking about this whole valley of dead bodies. Well, when is that going to be? What's that going to happen? Well, he doesn't say. And a lot of times this happens within prophetic things. They'll just say or receive this information about this whole valley of dead bodies and of the ashes. Okay, So there's going to be a whole valley of dead bodies. There's going to be a whole valley of dead bodies and of ashes. And he says, all the fields, as far as the kidron in the corner house toward these all this is going to be holy to the Lord. Of course, that begs a question. When is there a place and when is there a time when there's a whole valley of dead bodies? 
Well, I'm not going to get into that right now, but there are some options. And I think the very last phrase right here gives us insight into it. It says this, it will not be plucked up. Well, what is the it? Well, it's the whole valley here because it says it's going to be holy to the Lord. This whole valley will not be plucked up or overthrown. Plucked up means to be pulled out, expelled. It won't be plucked up or overthrown anymore forever. That is speaking to a time that is yet come. Because that valley and all that has been a point, no matter where you're pointing around the city of Jerusalem, all that, all that has been a point of contention. It continues to be a point of contention among the people of the Lord Israel and the nations, even to today. And there's yet to be a whole time, a time when there's a whole valley of dead bodies and ashes, and it's definitely not holy to the Lord yet. But it will be, folks, it, and it won't be overthrown anymore forever it's speaking about days yet to come i think it's point to events that we see in the last days and the end times what you think well anyway my time's up i'm dale next episode we'll get back to matthew okay matthew chapter two but thank you for this little uh, uh chasing of a rabbit a little bit to see exactly what the lord meant when he quotes a passage okay i'll see y'all next episode